So I say this a lot. Um, I name this show What's the Value for a very specific reason. Aside from the fact that it's the first question I ask each guest, um, it's a little bit of a play on words, and maybe I'm projecting this outwards because it's an insecurity I have, but it's a play on words on the question that I get a lot, which is like, what's the value of this stuff? What's the point of talking about philosophy and the meaning of life and right and wrong? Um, it's also abstract. There's no clear answers. So, so why even bother? And listen, I, I get that. It's a fair question. But I think with this episode with Mike um, illustrated, at least for me, is why we have to ask these questions anyway. Life's hard. Um, being a good person's hard. Even knowing what a good person means, like what does that even mean, is hard. And you'll hear that in, in this conversation. Um, so to me, if there's any chance of finding happiness, if there's any chance of doing the least amount of unnecessary pain or delivering the least amount of unnecessary pain to people we care about, we have to think about this stuff, even if it's not going to give us clear answers. And that's what I loved about this conversation. Um, Mike is an old friend. Um, I've known him since middle school, but we actually haven't spoken in a, in a long time, but connected again through the podcast and, and on social media a little bit. Um, and I had a sense just from those kind of interactions that Mike was super thoughtful about this, um, that he had some opinions about what this whole thing's about, what life's about. And, and it was interesting to hear him talk about his evolution and caring much more about the value he picked, which is kind of bettering society, particularly since he became a dad versus what he used to value and, and what went into that evolution and how the thought process changed and why, like, why did he land there? And you'll hear it in the conversation. I mean, in both our voices at times, there's, there's strain, there's struggle. There's, there's like, it's hard. <laughs> it was hard. It's hard to answer some of these questions. And, and we tried to be somewhat practical too. We, we looked at some scenarios, you know, thinking about religion and, and corporal punishment for, for kids and um, censorship and, and all different things, trying to really get underneath this. And at the end of it, where I think we landed was it's, it, it's hard. <laughs> There's not clear answers. And it gets back to that point of like, well, why'd you even have the conversation then? But I hope, you know, after this, after listening to it, you guys will, will agree, or at least um, find some value in, 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 the exploration of these questions. It, it seems to be the best we can do is, is to dive headfirst into these things that are hard, um, that are uncomfortable at times, that don't always fulfill us with clear answers and try and understand them better. To try and constantly entertain the idea that we might be wrong or we might not have all the information and that we should keep challenging ourselves to try and be better people. However we define that, as long as we're being thoughtful, as long as we're challenging ourselves, that's kind of the best we can do. Um, so appreciate Mike a ton for being on, for being so open, so thoughtful and appreciate you all as always for listening. So with that, let's, let's jump in. All right, Mike, man, thanks for being on. Appreciate it a ton. Uh, I like to dive right in. So what's the value? What's the value that's most important to you and drives your life? Uh, well, <clears throat> thanks for having me. First of all, um, means a lot. Um, so I, you know, I juggled with this, with this question. I knew this question was coming. I've listened to some of your episodes already and I kind of juggled with it as far as, um, you know, I didn't want to be too cliche and just, you know, family or love or just like what a good person, um, knowledge, right? Like a lot of those things. And I kind of did my best to take them all and put them into, um, a box of what I value. And, they all kind of, they all kind of went towards what 
what's best for society. Mm. So I think you can take love. I think you can take um, family. I think you can take um, being a good person, all those things I value. And they all, you know, somehow would influence what's best for society. So I think my value, um, something I, I value the most would be what's best for society. All right. I love where you're starting because there's a lot to talk about there. And we've already started this conversation a little bit on Instagram. But um, mm. I guess let me ask the question this way of what if, if you were in charge, if you were king for a day, if you had the magic wand, what would society look like for you? Like what, what, what should that society look like if everybody acted in accordance with kind of the value you're saying? What would that look like? Right. So I think, you know, when looking at this, it's kind of, you know, are we looking at it as like, imagination right using my imagination kind of the question that you just asked mm -hmm. um or are we looking at it like what's going on in the real world how can we make that better so in in, in you know mike's king land right well first of all i wouldn't be labeled king <laughs> um you know i think i think people you know happiness is very important to most people and how people get to that route is is um what we question and that's why that's why that's why all of this is so subjective you know um so i guess you know i mean if we're taking yeah it's it's hard not to 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 think about what how we currently live and, that's and bring fine. it in right yeah, like so like like if we're if we're minusing i don't want to talk about money or anything like so if we didn't have money or anything like that and and that's not what drove us and that's not how we what we needed to survive um that's essentially how I would look at it, where it would be like, mm. all right, everyone, there's unlimited, you know, we, it's a fact that we have unlimited amount of food for people. It's, you know, we have these things, we have these resources for people. And for whatever reason, whether it be political or it just doesn't seem to find those people. Um, so in my, in my world, that's how it would go, really. It would be, you know, um, you know close-knit communities, people, you know, showing love, people showing empathy, compassion, having... Uh, starting those those teachings at an early age, mm. um, you know, uh, meditation from an early age with children, uh, you know, really mental health would be the most uh, important thing for me because mm. life is hard as we know it, you know, and um, so I think mental health would be of the utmost important, and then physical health because without that, what do you have, you know? Yeah, and, and I, I think, think a lot of us had to find out the hard way over the last two years that, you know. Um, health is well you know well and i think that's a good example too because i i would make the argument which it sounds like you might agree with that a lot of the the drama the friction the the, the conflict we have in the world probably stems from individuals not having mental health or maybe physical health or some combination and it's when like you don't have your shit worked out it's much more likely that then you're going to have a problem with others or you're going to feel insecurities that make you act a certain way or you're going to feel like you need to protect yourself or hoard stuff because you're worried about what's going on. So I think there's definitely something to be said for that, that like mental health is, is a way to address that. But what would you say to the idea? Well, I guess let me say it this way. Like we ended up like we didn't always have money. We didn't always have societies that were based on this idea of winners or losers, maybe, um, but at least not in like the capitalistic current form that it's in, but we ended up here. So would you say then that like, it wasn't inevitable that we ended up here, there could have been a different path that would have been better for us and we could still get to? I mean, right. Um, good question. I think, I mean, if you look at the history of humanity, the answer would, would be no. 
to that, you know, even before, like you said, before money, there was always this um, greed and want for power and control, mm. whether it be, um, you know, through, through religion or whatever, whatever it was. And I think that's, that's, I mean, it's obvious that it's part of evolution, right? Like part of the human brain is greedy, right? It is regardless. Um, you know, uh, the, the want to, you know, have power over people. It's, it's a thing wired in, in, in human brains. Now you can unteach those things. I think, you know, I think, you know, anything that you learn or anything, even that you're hardwired to do, I think you can, you can get away from those things. Do you feel like you've under the proper environment, you know, with the right conditions? Do you feel like you've done that? Like, do you feel if, if we all start at that point, like, like we, we haven't caught up too much recently, but, but I know you relatively well, do you feel like you've been able to do that? Like you've gone from a place of thinking like kind of the normal way we're conditioned to appreciating the benefit of thinking about society as a whole, not kind of focusing on yourself and greed. Like, is that something that you think you've, you've gone through that process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, more so than ever when I had uh, my first son. So mm. Xavier, who's, he'll be six next month. Um, I really, really started to look at society and just just how I view the world and, and what I want in this world and what I want in life. I view it totally differently. Um, so with that, I started, you know, doing my own research and, you know, how to raise good kids, right? You Google how to raise good kids, right? All this stuff. and. Um, yeah, and obviously, again, it's some of it can be subjective, but I do think some of it with enough objective evidence, I do think we can figure it out objectively. You know, so what's an example to, to the extent you're willing to share, like of something that you realized you used to think a certain way about it, but now you're like, no, nah, I'm almost certain that was wrong. This is this is the better way to look at it. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I guess it's this is you know, for uh, a lot of what's been going on in society uh, and in politics, as far as uh, when I was younger growing up, you know, I kind of, maybe I guess you can call it the bubble of West Babylon, you know, yep. bubble of Long Island, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I kind of thought that I kind of had the mindset like, hey, just work hard, you can get what you want, no matter who you are, no matter what you are, what you do, you know, you can just work hard. Mm. and you know we're all on the even playing field here and um as i got older into my you know 20s late 20s early 30s even more so now with a little bit of research and and um i i know that that's not that's just not true you know mm. um so something along those lines right so it's not an even mm. playing field when you, when you want to talk about race and um and even you know, gender or uh, sexual preference or all that stuff, right? So yeah. people are discriminated. It's not an even playing field for everybody. Mm. It's something that um, I didn't really realize, or even maybe I didn't care to realize when I was when I was younger because I wasn't impacted by it. You know. Mm. Yeah, and that's an interesting point because I think as we we will talk more about like what what does that best society look like? But I think regardless of what it looks like, getting there means people have to come to some of those realizations, right? They have to realize that the way they think it is maybe is different. They have to realize that there's people suffering out there that you may not appreciate. So like for you, what do you think, I ask this question a lot, but like, 
what what I think of everything through like mathematical calculations, like our minds constantly running a calculation to determine what we believe and what we do, right? So if you think of it through that lens, when you were, I'm making it up, 16, 18, whatever it was, you were running a certain calculation about the world and inequality and discrimination that gave you an answer that's like, it's really not that big of a problem. If you work hard, you succeed. Versus today we sit here, there's a different calculation being run. There's different inputs. Something's giving you a different answer. What do you think it was that you didn't know then or weren't thinking about the right way that like led you to that answer then versus where you are now? I think it's I think it was really just researching and understanding the history of 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 this country. Not everything as as no pun intended, as black and white as <laughs> as, as, as this, but um, you know, if you just go out and you do the research and you start to understand the history of what went on. Um, that continues to go on, you know, um, it's, it's right there, you, you know, we, we have access, easy access to information, you know, so it's really just about knowledge, you know, knowledge, knowledge is, is, is power in this, in this sense, I suppose. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that. I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm wondering out loud as we say, because I, I think the same, and I remember, right, like we went to school together, I remember in seventh, I think it was seventh grade, we watched Roots, right, and oh, right, um, right, like we learned about, and so I relate, right? I, I totally agree with you, right? And, and I don't think West Babylon was necessarily like a racist town by any means. Well, no, maybe, no. I don't know. Maybe depends on how you define racism, I guess. But like, sure. I think our school in particular, it wasn't like we didn't have race wars going on or anything like that. But when I think back too, I think I'm probably similar to you. That's like, I, I didn't fully get it then. I didn't appreciate what it was. Maybe some of the jokes I made even like, as I think of it now, like, ah, it's kind of fucked Definitely. up considering. Definitely. And like, to your point, like the information was there for us, but for some reason, because this is the problem we got to solve for our kids, right? And I think sure. that's what society's trying to solve. Like the information's been there. What was it that didn't allow us to digest it fully to be like, shit, this is a real issue? You know, you're right. You're right. Because the information was there. So I, I, I take back my, my last statement. Um, like I said, maybe because I wasn't personally impacted yeah. uh, at that age, maybe I was a little more selfish. Um Maybe because, as you mentioned, you know, there were no race wars. We didn't see it firsthand. So in our heads, um, it doesn't exist, right? So, like, it's almost like, oh, I never missed a meal. So, therefore, world hunger doesn't exist, right? It's, it's, it's ignorance. It's mm. really just ignorance on our part, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, like, I guess it becomes a question of how do we – because you, you're getting at – what I think your good society would look like it's people putting society above themselves right in some ways like sure, just sure. because you're okay not you literally the rhetorical you is okay there's no issues with race that you see you have food on the table and all that like the appreciation the empathy to understand that other people might be worse off and I think that gets back to that human nature point point. and this is a question I honestly yes. don't know right like can humans at scale actually overcome that and say like, I'm gonna put aside my natural instinct, which is to say, I'm really right. just worried about me, my family, my tribe. And I'm gonna be equally, or at least close to equally as worried about somebody else that's that's not in there. Do right, you really you're certainly going against your natural instinct. Yeah, right? right? Like, definitely, maybe. you definitely are, right? Evolution tells us that. Um, Cause there was a time when humanity, early, you know, humans um, had to think like that, mm -hmm. you know, so. It's not far-fetched uh, to, to think that's why some of us, well, that's why we're all, you know, to an extent still think like that. Would you um, believe it's possible to overcome it? Like you're optimistic about that? I'm not optimistic that, well, I'm optimistic that we can. I'm not optimistic that we will. Hmm. 
right? Um, I think it start. I think it would really start at an early age, right? Start conditioning people. Um, that's really what makes or breaks us as as people, I think. Although uh, maybe not, because people can change, right? You can change. I, I believe in change as well. Um, but it couldn't hurt to start at an early age. Um, you know, showing people empathy and compassion. That's one of the biggest things with my kids as a father yeah. is showing empathy, compassion. You know, I, I've had conversations with friends um, where it was like, would you rather leave your kids $10 million and they're complete little shitheads as mm -hmm. people? Or would you ra rather raise them, you know, um, as good people? Would they're known to be good people um, and not have any money to leave them, right? Mm -hmm. um, most people go with, I'd rather have my kids be good people, right? At least that's what they say. That's what they say, right? Yeah, yeah that's what they say. But um, you know, it's something to think about, you know? So what is like, what's the, what's the negative side of this, right? What, when you say like the value is doing what's best for society, what are some things you see in the world today where you're like, that's the stuff that's not best for society or maybe bring it to your kids again, like the things you want to try and make sure your kids don't do? Like what are those behaviors, values, whatever it is? Uh, and again, you know, we start here in my house, we start with compassion, we start with respect, we start with empathy, right? Those are the three words that I, I drill into my kids' heads. Mm. Um, and I think that, I think it's, it's tough to say, I mean, if you just look, look at, I think the last time I read it, it was um, 18 states, 19 states in this country that allow corporal punishment mm. in public schools. That means, you know, a spanking, you know, um, you know, however they're doing it with a rod or, you know, mm -hmm. however they're doing it. They're allowed to do this. They're allowed to hit our children in school. Now, tell me how how does hurting a child, not only physically, but mentally, how does that, how is that good for society? I, I think what I'm getting at is like, mm. you know, we have, we have the, enough data. We, we're in 2022. We have enough data to understand what can help a society thrive and hitting children in school or any, in any environment you know, it has shown that is, you know, the data shows it, man, it, it's not good for society. It's not good for the kids. It makes messed up kids, you know? Mm. So that's one thing, right? So, so that's one thing I see in society today that I would say, no, no good for society. We got to mm. get that out. Mm. Do you have, cause so you've heard me talk on these podcasts before, so you get it. Like I, I tend to play devil's advocate because I think that's how we learn. Like that's how we I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, is there any fear that it goes too far the other way though? Right. Like, cause you could imagine people today, certainly people our grandparents or whatever that are like, no, no, no. Like, sure. Like I wish we didn't have to hit kids. Like if, if it could be a great ideal world, that'd be awesome. But that's how we learn. Like the world is a dangerous, mean angry place right at times so we have to prepare kids for that and we need to teach them and instill values in them and that's a tool to do that and if we don't do it if we don't teach it in that way maybe kids end up soft maybe they end up they can't handle themselves later in life maybe they never learn the lessons they need to learn and although sure. like in and of itself it seems bad to hit a kid maybe it's net positive in the long run like what's your what's your reaction to that what's how do you how do you respond to that well, I mean, in the current world we live in, right, 
maybe that has a, a leg to stand on that, mm. that right um you know but again it's it's i think it's there's no copy and paste for mm. humans right so something could work for one child it might not work for the other right so i have a two-year-old at home as well i already starting to notice how i have to treat them and how to get through to them differently um neither of them involve hitting mm. but again that's me now I don't think you can like maybe call it either way, but the majority of children, I would, you know, based on data that who are physically abused and, and grow up to, to be not as good people, right? Like they, they, whether it be more violent crimes, whatever, whatever it is, right? And we start talking about some, some other stuff, you know, you know, sexually abusing children, you know, they grow up to be sexually abused and, you know, it's a vicious, vicious cycle, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the point you make, though, about your two kids is an interesting one, because because it opens the door to that subjectivity point you were making before of like, mm -hmm. you have two kids, you, you, you need to raise them differently, they're each unique. And in some ways, that gets back to the idea, like, is there really one best way for society to function? Um, right? Like, that's where I keep struggling. Like, I, I agree, right? Like, I think violence probably brings on more violence. I think that, um, if it's just like a, a simple short-sighted approach, which is like, this kid's pissing me off or annoying me and I hit them, obviously that's that's a bad thing. But when you get into like the nuance of it and, and the specifics, like what you're getting at with your sons, is it possible some kids, that's the way they learn, right? Now, obviously I think, I think both of us would agree, like seriously hurting or abusing a kid is never good and probably hitting a kid overall is never good. But for the sake of the discussion, like because that's what it gets to those those fringe points the 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 like can we say with certainty we should never do that like hitting kids at school right corporal punishment at school to where you started do we have the confidence to say like every time that's absolutely wrong that's never the right thing for us to do like do you feel that confident about it um no i mean you know i don't think there's absolute certainty period right in life, in all aspects of life, for the most part. Yeah, I, yeah, for the most part. But um, I think that hitting, how do I put this? Um, again, it's, I, I suppose it's subjective. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I, 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 what do you think? Terry, well, let me ask you that. I think what, where I, where I think you, well, let me not cop out. It feel it's a weird situation, right? It's one of those things where like, in theory, it feels like it should be objective. Like we should have better tools to teach our kids. We should have better methods for teaching them. Right. It, it feels like in theory, it should be objectively true that there's a better way to, to teach lessons to our kids. But I just, like when, when I try and think about, like, go deep down, like, why, 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 to the root level of why I believe it's wrong, I don't know that I have, like, solid grounding to say, here's why, right? And I'll, I'll give the obvious example to, to show the contrast, right? I'm not particularly religious, but for people that are, they might say, like, it says in the Bible or whatever, I'm making it up, but God said, like, don't hit our kids. Okay, maybe we could disagree with that. But if I believe that, at least I know what it's rooted in why I say we shouldn't have corporal punishment. Short of that, though, it's like, well, 
it seems worse for society, but, but how do I know? Cause there's so many dimensions to it. There, there's a time dimension. There's the subjectivity of everybody's different and how they react. Like, I, I don't know that I have anything that I could grasp that says definitely this is bad other than that. It just feels wrong. And I don't know if that's good enough. Like, where is that feeling yeah. coming from? Was I told to feel that way? Is it based on actual experience? Even that experience that I had is kind of filtered through a lens of the society and the world we grew up Definitely. in. Definitely. So I go back to it, right? Like objectively, I want to say to you, like, of course, we should never have corporal punishment. But I, I just, I don't know that I have the confidence to say it because I can't ground myself in anything. Yeah, no, I get, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Good point. Um, I think that if you have a person if you have a person who is that the only so let's say you have that kid and 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 you hit this kid and it works mm -hmm. he stops jumping off on the bed right my question would be is that the only way to get him to stop jumping off the bed fair question fair question and i think that the answer to that question would most likely be no that is not the only way to get him to stop jumping off the bed or on the bed so let's find out through you know let's find out through data through right through experiment through research even with your own kids so how do, you know uh, if i take their ipad away maybe that works a little bit better than taking the tv away right so you do you, you do different things what, what, if you hit your kid and it just works and you oh, oh, it worked the first time i didn't have to try anything else that we're going to continue to do that because if it's not broke don't fix it sort of thing i don't like that cliche saying but, but, but especially why, when but, it comes to violence with kids what why and i asked it genuinely mike i'm not implying that you're, mm -hmm. you're off in this but like why does it bother you does it bother you because it feels wrong like physically there's a reaction of like i don't want to see a fucking kid get hit man it's just not right or is it more like the efficiency point that you're making like it may just not be the best way like it's just like we should find the best way to do it which which one of those is more the issue or maybe both but which one of those is the yeah issue? i think i think it's both i think the um you know the natural instinct in you know, we tend to, humans tend to, you know, look at children differently than we look at adults, right? Like most of us who are, you know, sane in our mm -hmm. minds, mm -hmm. we have, you know, you see a kid running off into traffic, you're going to, you know, your natural reaction is to go save them. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's kind of answers the question. You, I don't want to see a kid getting hit, right? I don't want to see a kid getting hit by a car in traffic. I don't want to see a kid getting hit by anybody, in particular, an adult. Do you worry at all? I guess I'll go back to the question I asked before, because this is what I worry about when I think about this is like we as humans, we talked about before, there's a couple aspects of human nature. One is kind of looking out for ourselves. And I, and I think tied to that is, is a desire and like a gravitational pull towards comfort. It's the reason we've evolved as much as we have both literally biologically and like technologically of all the, like we have a dishwasher now, we have all sorts of shit that I don't have to worry about. And it makes my life easier. Right. Do you worry at all that this falls into that category where it's like, it makes us uncomfortable to see bad stuff, like a kid get hit by a car or a kid get hit as it should, right? That's a bad thing. But the world is such where like that stuff exists and it happens. And because our inclination is to be like, well, I don't want it. I want it to be good. I want it to be ideal. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to see the bad stuff. We're trying to eliminate so much stuff. And again, maybe it's good in spirit, theoretically, idealistically, it's good. But in practice, it's just that's just not the world we live in. Does that like, how do you think about that? I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, I think we're 
definitely going against the way our brain is wired when we, when we start talking about certain things, when we start talking about dealing with large groups of people, right? Because that's not how ancient civilizations were. Um, but say that again, Ty. Say that one more time. So like, I guess just so I know we're clear. Like, if there's a chance that you don't like kids being hit because it makes you feel bad, Mm-hmm. And that's the determinant to say, like, we shouldn't do that. It makes it makes me feel bad. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. And if we say that as a society, do we run the risk that like we we are trying we're acting too idealistically? We're trying to eliminate anything that makes us uncomfortable. We're trying to eliminate anything that makes somebody suffer. And although there's good, like there's a good spirit in that, it's just not realistic. We can't eliminate. Well, I think suffer. I think suffering is part of life, right? Whether there's certain things in life, people suffer. There is, you know, whether it's somebody gets sick, you know, things you can't control. Mm. But when we start talking about needless suffering. Needless suffering. Okay. Right. So needless suffering, in my opinion, would be, you know. Hitting that kid. Hitting children. Yeah. Discriminating against, yep. um, you know, the, the whatever community, right? Whatever, yep. All those different communities. Discriminate. That's needless suffering based on someone's beliefs. Mm. Now, let me ask you. Why, why have we come to a place in our society where everyone's opinion matters? In particular, in, in the case of morality, why can't we have moral experts or moral geniuses? Why can't we have these things? Why have we as a society took, taken everybody's opinion regardless? So for instance, would, you, would we invite the Taliban into a women's rights conference and let them say what they need to say on women's rights based on how we know they, they treat women. Yeah. I mean, the obvious answer is no, but, but I come back to that point of what is that no grounded in? Like, and I, I, let me disclaimer, right. I, I don't support the Taliban. Which no, no, I didn't. Right. Like <laughs> by and large, but is, is it's hard to even say this but these are the conversations we have to have what if they're right like what we don't know what if god does exist and god actually does say like oh the taliban actually has it exactly right that's the way i designed this thing to function and that's what it should be i, I don't think that's the case but i don't know if i don't think that because i don't want to think that and it's too well, painful i mean to believe you know what i mean i do i mean i think we have to i think we have to base our our beliefs um on logic and reasoning Okay. And when it comes to logic and reasoning, there is no logic and reasoning behind believing in a God. There's no logic behind it. There's no proof behind it, any of this. Because there's no proof? There's no objective evidence. There's, there's not a shred of evidence of any of the thousands of gods that man has created in their minds. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't. It's funny. I say, I'm sorry. I'm, first of no, all, no. I, I, I don't, I mean to, offend, I don't know. No, 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 no. no. It's totally, I, I, that's the question. I actually listened to the Abigail um, yeah, yeah, yeah. episode. Okay. So um, yeah, seems like a very sweet lady, um, but. And that's cool. You just like, I yeah. don't see it. I guess I don't know that I see it either, to be honest. Yeah. I remember okay. you saying that you, you know, you grew up Catholic, but you don't really, you're not really. Yeah. It's like more in name than anything else. Yeah. yeah sure. Sure. But. I guess let's go with that. Let's go with there's not a God, right? There isn't. Then back to your question, like, why can't we have moral experts? What, what qualifies you to, because isn't it too subjective? Like who gets to decide 
what right and wrong is like what who who would be that moral expert and what would be the qualification or the test they would have to take to be deemed sure now obviously you know i don't have those answers but I, i i do i can say you know pretty confidently that not everybody should have a say in it so if you have people that um you know however you know work again i'm firm believer in science and data and, and all that stuff and numbers, like you said. And sure. so like, if the numbers tell us that, that sexually abused children grow up to be X, Y, Z, and those X, Y, Z, you know, if it leads them to abusing children on their own. Now, a majority of society, anybody who's sane in their mind would have to agree that you know but wouldn't that be based and again we're, we're talking about stuff where on the surface like there's obvious like obviously yeah sexual abuse is bad but if we if we dig into it like i think we'd have to agree that there's an assumption in there that the reason we think it's bad is because unnecessary suffering i guess like you put it is is, is fundamentally objectively bad and if we harm kids who then go on to harm other people that's bad right that's that's an objectively bad thing but why and if you follow that thread i think the but why is because bad stuff happens in the world right like there's there's more maybe or at least there's some bad that's created in the world because of it but i could ask the stupid question which is why is that bad but maybe the better question is like there's bad stuff that happens in the world all the time that we'll never get rid of so who gets to decide which bad stuff is okay to stay and which one goes. I think you and I growing up in the same town, reasonable people believe in science and the data, all that, we'll probably come pretty close and we'll say, yeah, mm-hmm. sexual abuse is bad. But that's where it gets tricky. Like who's deciding the bad stuff that gets to stay and go, unless all the bad goes. And then it even becomes a question of what's bad for somebody might be good for somebody else, right? Like, it gets yeah, really I mean, yeah, tricky. right. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I guess on the surface, it's kind of subjective, right? Everything is technically subjective because. You know, I think I think it was um, you guys talked about it on another episode where it was, um, you know, like uh, to 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 the molester, to the pedophile, yeah. right? To yeah. the pedophile, it's not bad, right? Yeah. Or maybe he knows it's bad, or I, I mean, I don't know. Whatever, right? Yeah. I'm glad I don't know how he thinks, yeah, exactly. anything, right? But um, you know, again, I think I think anybody, you know, why are we including? Why do we include? every individual or even cultures when we talking about morality and again and let's talk more so let's just talk here in this country right not like worldwide you know it's yeah, tough yeah. to go you know when you have all these different cultures and stuff like that but like why why even why do we take a pedophile's opinion on certain things why would we do that we wouldn't invite them on what's best for children you know you wouldn't invite a pedophilia right you would invite people who know you know who know what what's best for children and um see you're you know, again you, i know we could run that you could run that question though terry you can run the why is it best well why is it this why is that bad you know we could run that you could you could just put that question on loop for the most part you know you'll never get uh, anywhere it's, it's, you'll never get anywhere you well know? And that's what's get like so let's 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 it more practical it go like so we're on this the kids topic which is good right pedophile maybe the extreme maybe yeah. uh physical abuse like we're, we're we're 
talking about things. I guess part of let's let's be real about what the risk is, right? Because I think again, pedophile beating a kid, most people look at that and be like, even if we don't know for sure that that's wrong, it's it feels wrong enough that we're okay excluding that. Okay, good. Sure. But what happens when you start to move down the spectrum now? And it's right. like, what's the next thing where it said like, well, that might hurt kids too. So don't do that anymore either. Right. right? So let's like, talk about that. So that I think I, my personal opinion, and obviously this is an opinion, I think indoctrination is child abuse. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay. So it's not pedophilia, right? It's somewhere in the middle yep. there, right? Yeah. So I think um, indoctrination is, is child abuse, mental child abuse. And how do you define indoctrination? They don't need like the um, exact definition, but just like when you think of it, what do you? Well, religious indoctrination, right? So like okay. you know, to to tell the children that there's um, a moral, there is a divine law you need to live by. If not, you know, you'll burn in hell for eternity. Before they have like the 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 intellectual capability to decide of, of logic and reasoning, correct? Yeah. So what do you do about that? Like, do you would you believe back to you know Mike's king for a day or philosopher king for a day mm -hmm. at least? Are you? Mm -hmm not allowing banning religion <laughs> like maybe not banning it but saying like you can't teach it to a kid until and i'll go far right he's got to take a test he or she's got to take a test that says they're intellectually capable enough and then you can introduce religion and let them decide it is that like the right way to do it sure that would be cool i mean if we're really starting from scratch it would be get rid of all holy scriptures right and let's just come out with science books and mm. that's how you see that's the thing if you got rid of all religious scriptures they would never come and and everyone forgot about them right let's bury them all burn them all now a thousand years from now they will never be the same they, you, they won't ever be the same whereas science books it will be the same did you ever see um well i'll ask first did you ever see the movie the invention of lying by ricky gervais did you ever see that no but i am a fan of ricky man you I, should watch I, it if you've never seen it uh it's okay. all over. but the basic premise is like he lives in a world that's pretty much like today but lying hasn't been invented yet like nobody even realized that lying was a thing so everybody just tells the truth because they don't know any different okay and i think his mom is dying and she's scared and he tells her like don't worry it's going to be fine like you're going to go see all your old family members it's any and he realizes like i could tell a lot and he invents lying but nobody else knows it yet so now he has this amazing superpower and ultimately where this where the movie goes not to spoil it but it's an old movie is like he creates a religion he ends up creating like commandments and he starts to, because people are looking for like, tell me, tell me what it's supposed to be. Tell me. Sure, what sure, sure. So I say that because you've brought, you've mentioned the religious piece a few times. Like, I guess on the one hand, is it even feasible? Like, isn't, isn't, is that another part of human nature that we crave so deeply to have answers and to have certainty mm. on stuff Definitely. that we want people to tell us. And then I guess I'll layer into that. Is there nothing about religion that you think is like, um, redeemable and something that we should keep like what's what's the what's the point on religion why you're why you're so against it just because it's not proven it's not science-based well i think i think you know believing in as many truths as possible is what would be best for society mm. um now, because the truth has to be the guiding light the truth like um, even if the truth even if the answer is the truthful answer of certain questions you know that people ask some yeah. of life's biggest questions yeah. is i don't we don't know we don't know that is the truthful answer right the truth doesn't always mean um it's you know, what it is you know answering yeah. the question i don't know that that's the truthful answer right yeah. that would yeah. be anybody's most truthful answer and if anybody's telling you different they're lying to you you know hmm. so your point being if we got rid of if we go back to that world where 
there's not manipulation from the onset. There's not people that believe I have the answers and we're going to start to teach people that and let people figure it out on their own. You don't think we'd end up back in the same place anyway, though? Like if we hit the reset? Uh, well, not necessarily. I, I think, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I do think religion had a, had a really negative impact in, in um, the history of humanity. And what's the, what's the underlying like logic of that, of why it had the negative impact? Like what, what's, what did religion do that created the negative, like directly, you know what I mean? Like, is well, it that I it, mean, just between, yeah. you know, if you look back at the history of, of a lot of wars, need, needless suffering, because right. someone doesn't believe in, in the same God, which, you know, I mean, let's think about that, right? My imaginary friend is more real than yours. We're going <laughs> to go literally kill you. You know, it's, 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 for me, it's, it's very hard to even fathom. Um, but again, that's what the indoctrinated mind does. And that's, you know, I could tell my kids anything right now, Terry. I could tell you them could. that the ice cream man is the creator, is the divine creator, and they'll believe it. I mean, of course we like do, these, right? We tell them there's a guy that came a couple weeks, if you practice, right? If you believe in Christmas and all that, there's a guy that came to the house a week ago and brought you a bunch of gifts because you were Yeah, good. sure, sure. I think, I think, I think those, you know, those are, you know, traditions, white lies sort of thing, fibs that, you know, that we grow out of, you know? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, not everybody grows out of the um, the religious part of the lie, I guess you can call it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Is religion, just to make it personal, just because I'm curious and answer whatever you're comfortable with, like the religion piece of it, is there a personal aspect to it for you? Like, do you feel like you've personally been harmed by religion or is it just very much? No, not at all. I didn't grow up super yeah. religious at all, to be quite honest with you. You just look um, at it and you're like, it doesn't, it doesn't add up ultimately. It, well, on top of it, not adding up not making sense that wouldn't necessarily bother me terry you know people can believe what they want you know for the most part yeah um as so long as they keep it in their house right so when you start talking it creeping creeps into politics it creeps into our schools mm. um you know it affects people man you know well and there's an interesting tie back here, I think, to where we started the conversation. And I'm not saying it's the same thing. I actually don't know. I'm going to say it live and we'll see where it goes. Is there, is there a similar like principle in that where it's like the problem with religion is it's cool to believe whatever you want to believe. But when you try and get society to act in a certain way because of your beliefs, that's the problem. Sure. Isn't that similar to where we started the conversation, though, whether it be corporal punishment or whatever it is, that's like there is a group. And in this case, we're, we're using you as kind of the, the, the guinea pig for it. But there's people that believe certain things and they want society to adopt those things. Isn't that the same as religion and what we're willing to do to make sure that people live, quote unquote, the right way? Sure. But I think, again, I would, you know, from the right way from my side would be based off data. Right. Based so it's data. where is the data? Right. Where where are we going with that? Right. Like um, statistically speaking. I this is what I had commented on on, yeah, yeah. on your your Instagram page was statistically statistically speaking, people with you know more access to education or are higher educated commit less violent crimes. Mm. So again, I, that you know that's a fact, right? Amongst this this country, that is a fact. Um, so what does that tell you? Maybe we should focus more on education, right? Mm. But obviously we don't we don't do that. I mean, I'm not I don't want to get too I don't want to no, really talk fine. about politics. And, and it's a good example because like and, and I agree, right? Like there's always an answer or a question or a why that probably 
we get to the root of it and we don't, we don't know, but let's take that example of the education. And I, I generally agree with you, right? I think as you agree with you on most of the things you're saying, but um, what about lay out a scenario where, okay, so less educated people are more violent. So it seems like obvious answer is higher education solves the problems. But what if there's a dynamic where the more we educate people, at least in the current system, not to get into that whole thing, but just education in general, the more equipped and skillful they become about being humans. And by being humans, I mean, looking out for ourselves, winning, (laughs) hoarding, getting more. And and although they're not committing the crimes, the activity of higher educated people is leading to lower educated people committing more crimes. You know what I mean? Like, what about yeah, that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And maybe not, maybe not those violent crimes that I, that I speak of. Maybe there's other cri- more cr- higher crimes being committed. You know, wh- whether sure. it be cyber crime, right? Like whatever sure. it is. Whatever it is. Um, then we, then you know, again, I want to point out all my views here are open or that's subject to change, right? Like that's 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 yeah. the most important thing, and that's what that's what science is, right? Like like where asking questions is more important than, than having answers, right? It yeah. just means there's more work to do. But as, as we stand now, you know, as we stand, we don't know what it's like to give better education to everybody or so you know, access it. to everybody, right? Yeah. Free, right? Here's the best possible, you know, education you could possibly have regardless of where you live, regardless of what skin color you are, regardless, right? here it is. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't know yet. But one would think that it can only be a good thing for society. If in the long run it's not, then we'll review it. Yeah, no, the think, numbers might say otherwise. You hit it right. Like that's got to be part of it. We have to have beliefs. We have to make decisions. We have to take actions. Obviously, that willingness and openness to changing genuinely, right? Because everybody, almost everybody, says they're open to changing and they're willing mm-hmm. until they're not, right? Until it hits mm-hmm. something where they're like, "Well, not that though. Not that thing. I'm not doing it." Um, so I think you're right. I think that's what makes this whole thing work. We don't know the answers. We follow the data as best we can and and we follow the truth as best we can has to be the answer. Sure. But so we talked about this before the show, let's, let's bring in a real life scenario and see how this kind of applies. And I don't know where it goes. Right. So like one of the stories in the news today was there was some Congresswoman in Georgia, I think who got banned from Twitter. She was posting a bunch of shit. Uh, Apparently she's posted a bunch of what would be considered controversial, maybe crazy shit. She seems like, and I don't know, I don't know her, I don't have all the details, but I'm going to make some assumptions. She seems like kind of a typical um, kind of Trump-like extreme conservative who's like, the crazier, the more loud I say shit, the more likes I'm going to get, the more like I'm going to get all that type of stuff. We don't know, but it seems like that. So specifically, she was posting stuff about COVID and the vaccines, that it's not as dangerous, COVID, the vaccines are dangerous, all that. So Twitter banned her. Mm -hmm. What's your, how do you, like, given your value system, given how you look at the world, and I'm not implying which should be one way or the other. How do you look at that situation? Is it, yeah. is it okay? Is there a problem? Like, what do you, what do you, you know, it's tough. Anytime you're talking about freedom of speech and all that stuff, it's a slippery slope, right? Now, I certainly believe in freedom of speech, but I guess, you know, there, you have to draw a line of if it's, you know, inciting violence or if it can hurt a large group of people then I think it should be monitored. I think we live in a world where, yes, you, if you say something that can potentially hurt people, large groups of people, um, I think, I think, yeah, unfortunately, you know, it sucks, but I, I, I do feel that people should be censored if they're giving out misinformation about very important um, topics uh, that could potentially hurt society. Yes, I do. 
see that's where i get that's where my mind gets like fuck what do we what do we do here because i agree with that statement but it comes back to that point of like who's deciding if what was said was egregious enough that it's going to hurt somebody who's deciding what the punishment is like at the end of the day it comes down to a power dynamic a little bit like somebody has to have the power to determine what's okay and what's not because there's not like a, a, a universal rule book as we've been talking about this whole time that tells us definitive answers so as soon as we open the door to say okay this person or this group now has the power to dictate what's too dangerous to be said we introduce risk in that like how do you account for that risk how does that is it just you weigh it out the best you can and you say this seems less risky than that so we go with yeah that? i mean I, I mean in a perfect world you wouldn't have humans doing those right mm -hmm. you'd have machines making these calculations where there's you know no one's biased nothing like that right because when you're talking about humans there's always going to be you know uh you know number one room for error number two mm. kind of some sort of bias right mm. um so yeah it's uh it's certainly interesting to think about though Harry, because um you know, you know, one can make the argument, look how much better society has gotten over, say, thousands of years, sure. right? So are we getting somewhere? Sure. Do we, you know, along the way, do we take a couple steps back? Sure. Are we at that point right now where maybe we took a couple steps back? Sure. But, I mean, you know, have we, are we still living in barbaric times? You know, we're not. Mm. So I think we're, you know, in the long run, if you had a chart, you know, a big chart, of the, the history the, of humanity, you know, you see a steady, you know, a steady yeah. incline of, uh, you know, uh, society thriving, you know? Yeah, it's hard to dispute that, although I, I think some people might. But back to the censorship piece, like, mm -hmm. is it is it too easy to say that, like, there's risk in it, therefore, like, I, I guess just a simple question, right? Because this is what I, this is what I hate about, like, when you watch the news or you watch, like, people talk about these topics typically is it's too surface level. Like, it doesn't get deep enough to actually address the core issues that we're talking about, right? So, like, take, again, this example of somebody being banned from Twitter. I totally get it as, like, a first level response, which is, like, if they're saying something that's going to hurt people or put them at risk, like, they're telling people, let's just assume, not to get vaccinated, and those people now are at greater risk because of it. Um, I get that. I get it's not I'm not saying it's totally unwarranted. Right. Maybe it's the right thing to do. But the, is there not a real risk on the other side of giving that power to people to determine right to say, here's what you're allowed to say and here's what you're not. So for you personally, like what allows you to believe one risk is greater than the other? Like, how, how are you reconciling that? Um, I mean, again, a lot of it's based off the data that we get and the knowledge that i can you know that data that i could take in and i based a lot of the decisions i make in life off of that you know um the censorship thing again i i mean if we're getting technical we're talking about private companies they can do whatever sure. the hell they want right yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're getting really technical sure. um so in that sense you know unfortunately they could do whatever they want but again they're obviously playing aside I don't think these, um, you know, social media platforms um, are, you know, in the best interest. You know, I think they have people, you know, throwing money at their way, you know, whatever the case sure, whatever is. So, you know, always follow the money, man. At the end of the day, they're humans, 
right? they're humans, you know, right. and we live in a, we live in a world nowadays where it's, you know, typically if you follow the money, you follow, you know, you're going to, you're going to find them. So why are you okay with it then? And, and I asked that genuinely, that's not meant to be like, fuck Mike, like what's wrong with you? I mean it totally genuinely. Like, how do you, yeah, know, I mean, I, in, in, in this, I don't know exactly what she said. If she went out and said, um, you know, the vax, there's microchips in the vax or sure. something like that. Right. If she said something like that, I don't know what she said. Then yeah, I, I think because she is in a position. If it was me saying it, maybe not. I think it depends. It should be on a case by case situation because you have a politician, somebody who, you know, who can reach more people and can influence more people. People, you know, generally listen to, you know, they look at politicians for whatever reason as these higher ups. They know what's going on. They, you know, whatever the case is. So I think if you have access to more people and you, you, you have more influence on people, then I think maybe, yeah, you should, you know, if she said there's a microchip, blah, 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 then yeah, maybe. If she came out and said, hey, um, I believe in pro-choice vaccination, Different. then no, I don't think, yeah. right? She should get censored for that. In the micro, but maybe that's my own bias because that's my my personal. Opinion, well, maybe right. right? I, I'm, I'm right. I'm not anti-vax per se, but I'm just pro-choice. Yeah, right? yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I get that. Well, and, and even the microchip case though, because that's a good one, because that's that's kind of extreme, right? Like, right. Back to the value, right? What's best for society? So we're trying to figure out what's best for society, and and on the one hand, we see like if if you're saying crazy shit and you're in a position to influence people you put them at risk because they may take actions that, that make their life worse. So I get the very obvious connection there, how that might be better for society. Mm. But, but if you play out the thread of why you would want to ban her for posting about the microchip, doesn't it, ha maybe it doesn't, but, but does it, doesn't it have to end at a conclusion, which says, I don't trust people to think for themselves. And it's too risky. If this woman's saying something that's crazy, that might hurt them. And isn't, is that, are we okay with that for society? A world where we say there's a group of people, however we define them, who can't think well enough for themselves. We have to save them from themselves and take these people's voices away to make sure that they're not too stupid and that they get hurt. By, yeah. Know? Um, do I think that's, I don't know. I don't know, Terry. I, do I think it's the right thing to do? Maybe not. Do I think it was the best thing to do? Yeah. yeah huh what's the distinction there all right so i think you know allowing people to to do as they please kind of this whole free will thing you know for the most part is you know i'm okay with it but a it doesn't necessarily always translate to what's best i suppose right so what's right and what's best isn't always isn't always the same thing so let me ask you something Terry. right yeah hear me so for, just to kind of piggyback off that, a question. If you had, all right, I, I'll say me, all right? Because this is a tough question. To ask people, it's all right, I'll, right? I'll say me. So if somebody gave me the option, I, my two children yep. die, yep. all right? They have to die. Yep. And I will save every other child under the age of 15 years old mm. in the whole world, mm. or the rest of them die and my two kids are saved. So what the right decision, my personal belief, right? The right decision would be to allow these other children to live, mm. but it's not the best decision for me or not the best decision for society. Mm. Well, I guess my mind goes a couple of places with that. 
like I get why we're making the distinction between best and right, but is there really a distinction? Like it gets back to that comfort point a little bit before, and obviously we're taking it to an extreme here, but right, of course, like maybe it is cut and dry. And this is shitty and callous and cold to say, but maybe it's true. Who the fuck knows? Right? I hope it's not, but maybe it is. Like maybe the answer to that question should just be an obvious, like, yeah, you kill your fucking kids. Like obviously you have to, because you're gonna save a bunch of people. But our unwillingness to say that is is our problem maybe i don't know because i could see it going the other way too where it's like if you're too willing to kill your kids that probably speaks a lot about us as a society or as a race or as you know a human species and that's bad too. right well right but i think i think back to what you've been saying all along so the question's the right question to ask and i think for me it comes back to there is not a right answer there and that's the uncomfortable truth that none of us want to accept we want there to be a blueprint. We want there to be a playbook that says in that type of situation, you do X or you do Y. And there's going to be camps that say definitely X. And there's going to be camps that say definitely Y. Right. And there's going to be people that build their whole persona and ego and life around that value and that belief. Mm-hmm. And that's where my whole world gets fucked up. And probably the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I'm like, shit, I can't, I, I don't think there's an answer there. I think maybe you fucking flip a coin and you're like, that's how I'm going to let it play out. And that sounds terrible, but maybe that's the right answer. And I, Perhaps. I, mean, I, I mean, again, I, just off the top of my head, I, I could think of more pros for all these other children living sure. for the sake of society. Now, again, remember what my value is, I suppose, is what's sure. best for society, right? So if we go best for that, if we go back to that, would it be best for society to... But what, if, what if Hitler's one of those kids that you fucking, that you allow to live, like, right? Like, there's so many unknowns to it. Well, chances are there's going to be some evil people. There's going to be some evil people, right? right. How many people are they people that I allow to get mathematical right. and be like, well, right? But I'm also wiping out potentially, you know, how many millions of people, how many future scientists or sure. Nobel Peace Prize winners, and but um, even that, what? How many of those scientists? Maybe somebody will cure cancer. One of those kids will cure cancer. Who knows, man? I know, but who knows? That's the point. Who, who knows? We don't, and that's where I go back to where we started this whole thing on Instagram, like. Mm. If we don't know, if we can't say for sure that this is the meaning of life or this is what good is or this is what you do in that situation, because who knows if they're going to people are going to cure cancer, or they're going to create the Holocaust again, or they're going to create the nuclear bomb or they're going to create whatever else they're going to create. It would almost be arrogant of us to assume like, oh, no, no, I know how this is going to play out. Therefore, this is my belief and this is exactly what we should do. Yeah. And there's such sure. a weird like dichotomy of life in that where on the one hand, it feels like everything we do doesn't matter at all because who like it's too infinite the variables and the possibilities so we have no ability to actually predict the actions we take and what it's going to lead to but at the same time it seems so obvious that we have to try like we have to try and be better but we don't even know what better is and that's like again that's where my head just kind of explodes on the whole yeah i mean again yeah for sure i mean i think at the end of the day we all have well most of us you know couple outliers the, the sure. insane ones most of us had the, the the end goal is is very very similar and i think that's happiness i right? agree totally um now there's different routes to get to that happiness yeah. right like for instance i'm uh, your your episode with chris mm-hmm. so his his route to happiness was you know was his own right and that's different for me um now is it right or wrong no i don't I, you know again it's it's Maybe these questions that we asked, Terry, are irrelevant. Maybe we're asking the wrong questions. Mm. All these, you know, philosophical questions that yeah, yeah, yeah. 
are really irrelevant. And I think that's part of human nature, just curiosity. We, we ask these questions, you know, as far as we know, we're the only species that ask these sorts of questions, right? True. You know, our consciousness, uh, you know, allows the imagination to think of gods, right? Create these own gods in our mind where it's like, okay. But, but take know? Chris as the example, right? Like as we're coming towards the end here, like yeah. for those that didn't listen, so Chris's value was legacy. He, he kind of, to his credit, was very honest of like, I want to win. I want to have a big house. I want people to think I'm great. Mm. But can't you or I look at that and be like, dude, that's like, we, you might like, what if he hurts people by that? What if he, he gets to a position of power in a job and he exploits people? And we talked about it with him, right? We talked about what if you lived in the time of slavery? Would you, would you? Own sure, slavery? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And to me, that's like, if, if your mental framework allows that you're not sure if you might own slaves, and I'm not saying Chris would own slaves. I'm just saying a rhetorical person, theoretical person, then something's wrong. Like you should change that. So that's where like I get back to this dichotomy of like, you're right, maybe these questions are irrelevant because they have no point. But at the same time, you look at a situation like that and it seems like, but there's something that might be able to be done there. Like maybe we can help him realize that it's not just about making money and having the biggest house. I think, unfortunately, I mean, I haven't seen Chris in, you know, unfortunately, this is again, my opinion. I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe it'll work out for him. Maybe he'll have to find out the hard way. I don't think, I think he'll have to find out on, you know, um, for himself. I don't think any of us can tell him, you know, but it does seem that he, it does seem to be that he's chasing something that he'll never get. Mm. And that's, to be honest, Terry, I was, I was yeah. just about like that a couple of years back. Me too. Um, working nonstop, two jobs, three jobs. Right. And this is my after? first, what were you trying what, to get? What, what was the, like the end goal as you think back to like, what was it? What was it just, again, it was this, this successful. And I put that in air quotes. It was like to be deemed successful. It was to be, um, you know, to, to get the nice big house to get, you know, all these things that I never had growing up for my kids and all that stuff. And, you know, doing what society tells you is deemed successful. Because you felt like otherwise, what? You'd be a loser, you'd be a failure, your kids would be worse off. Like, what was the rest? Uh, that's part of it. And and I think a lot of part, uh, I, th- I would say most of it is was was my own mental, um, what I, you know, the materialistic things that I looked at as um, maybe needs or even wants. And I don't want those things anymore, Terry. I don't want the nice cars. I got, I mean, you know, I, again, so for me, it was like work, we worked so hard. My wife and I worked so hard, right? We had, we had no help. We had, you know, just us two bought a house. Literally, man, like it was like 25 hours into the house. We just, you know, I was sleeping on the couch, you know? I, I didn't even have time to enjoy the, the mm. fruit of our labor. It was, mm. I can't wait for the next house, mm. the next forever home or the, you know the, the bigger home right this is just the starter house whatever it's just it's and for me there's no end mm. you'll keep chasing and you'll never you'll never you know you'll never get your what you want because what is it that you want so is happiness now for you is it just being in the moment and whatever it is moment. you're happy yes. with it or is time. it time time Okay. time understanding that i'll never get time back hmm. so and maybe- also that time is relative right so time is relative as well i think you know i know like society gives like you know 24 hours in a day and all that stuff but like you know when i say time is relative it's like quite literal right so like you could be on a date with a hot chick for two hours and it could feel like 10 minutes hmm. right and then you could 
be, you know, sitting in a college lecture for two hours and it could feel like 10 hours. Right. Right. So like, so I think, yeah, living in the moment, man, is for me, you know, and again, don't get me wrong. I still work hard. I still do these things. You know, I I still like, you know, know, it is what it is, but it's not my number one end goal anymore at all. Is it? So I'll bring it back where we started to end it. How does that reconcile with the value of bettering society? And I'm not implying it doesn't, but like, how do you manage your happiness and living in the moment and just, you know, that, because I agree, I think that's what life's all about, just happiness, Mm. however you define that, with making society better. Do those two go hand in hand? Are they compatible? Yeah, well, part of what makes me happy is helping other people, right? And showing empathy and doing these things. So if I can do that, and that, these are just small steps, man. You know, I'm not, I'm sitting here talking to you. If I had all the answers, I, I yep. wouldn't yep. be here right now, right? Yep. <laughs> no offense, but yep. right? I wouldn't yep. be here. So for me, it's the small steps, and that's creating creating these children and helping these children grow into, into good people. And I feel like, you know, if I can help other people, you know, even if it's just a small compliment, or you walk in, oh, you know, yep. I, you know nice jacket, nice, you yep. know, your hair looks good today. Yeah. little things like that i think go a long way and i think if a lot of people did that um you know and they showed more empathy and kindness and you know and i i battle with it myself man yeah. to be honest yeah. with you yeah. you know i battle it with myself so i'm not going to sit here and say that i'm you know this flawless being i work on myself every single day you know well, if, what is the I, I always i like to say last question then i ask a bunch more but i promise i'm coming towards the end what, <laughs> what is like what is that battle right because like you're obviously a thoughtful dude. You're obviously a good dude who cares, your compassion, right? Respect, empathy. Those are the key things when it is a battle. And I get it. it it's always a battle. Why is it a battle though? Like what is the reasonable other side of the equation? That's like, maybe I should just be a dick to this guy today. Yeah. Well, I think I'm still unlearning. I'm still unlearning what society kind of drives us to be, you know, which is very competitive with each other. Right. You know, kind of like this you know, big dick swinging contest, this yeah. whole ego, you know, to, have you ever done um, psilocybin mushrooms or anything no, like that? Sir? No, but I want to. Yeah, I've heard okay, that so, cool thing, but no. Yeah, you know, that's one way to get rid of one's egos. I've heard that. You yeah. know, and I and I think that's people's egos is what kind of hurts society. You know, where everyone's just so competitive and yeah, I don't know. I agree. Greed, with you. I agreed. Right. So you start talking about you know. Um, you know, you're talking about people who are greedy. It's, it's, I don't see how it bodes well for society. Obviously, on the surface, it's subjective. But I do think, like I said, there's enough data, objective data, that can push society to act in certain ways. And I don't think everybody's opinion counts. Equally. Equally. When we start talking about morality, I don't. I don't think everybody should be invited to the table yeah i mean just it's like we don't invite just like we don't invite you know i'm not going to go to a physics conference and talk about physics right yeah you don't have qualified to do that correct yeah 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 it's hard to argue i mean i still think there's a realistic or pragmatic issue of like as soon as you're excluding somebody from the table and i don't disagree that we shouldn't it gets back to that same dilemma of what are we basing that exclusion on and i just i don't know that there's enough grounding to do it but um with that said, I, I think you're right. Uh, I mean, my sense is that there is this overcoming of, of human nature that for many of us, we're trying to do. We're trying to figure out a way to not be driven by ego, to not be driven by just fear and protecting ourselves. 
but it does beg the question and we won't answer it now. Maybe, maybe we'll do this again, but like why evolutionarily, or if you believe in God, I know you and I both don't really, but like, why were we designed that way then? Like what, from a very scientific perspective, it would seem like if we are acting so unnaturally because that's the right thing to do, doesn't that at least give cause for like pause to be like, well, can it like, is it really the wrong thing to do if it's so natural for us? And it's what we were kind of designed on the earth to do. Yeah, well, I don't think it's all that. Terry. I think part of us is the greed, right? And, and survival instincts, but that's not all of the that's human. Right? All. And there is compassion in human, right? You see small children, True. right? Showing compassion, right? You even see it amongst other species, right? So it's not just us who show compassion. That's true. Um, so I think, you know, it's not one way or the other. And, you know, some would say that's the beauty of it, right? But, yeah. Well, I think that's a nice way to end it because where I, where I usually go in conversations like this, which I love, hopefully others do too, but um, a lot of people, it's why I named the show What's the Value? Because it, part of it's the question, but also because like a lot of people will be like, what the fuck is the point of the last hour you guys just spent? Like you didn't come to any conclusions. And I think you're missing the point, I think, if that's what you take away from it. Because back to the thing, I, I don't think there are answers. I think the best we could do is be as thoughtful as we can and constantly be kind of looking for those instances where we might be wrong, where there might be more information we didn't have. That's the best we could do. And just try and incrementally get a little bit closer to the truth and to that better yeah. outcome, however we define it. And I think it can feel unfulfilling and, and a waste of time to have conversations like this. But I think not having them just leads us down the path of just whatever our gut instinct or feelings tell us. And we, as we've talked about for an hour, like there's a lot of flaws in that. So I think this is, even though it doesn't feel like it in the short term, this is what we have to do if we're going to get to that better society. No, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think um, having certain topics or conversation as taboo is not good for society. Yep. There'd be politics or, or, or religion, right? All those things are, are taboo. Things that we were talking about tonight are taboo. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. are we supposed to get any sort of movement as society, whether it be whichever way, or even some sort of middle ground if yep. we're not talking about it? So I think through conversation is really the best way um to move forward man yeah and it's got to be genuine too it's got to be like you said like i think where that falls down a lot is people would say like yeah, yeah i'm in for the conversation but like we said before until you say something that i don't like until you say something that i disagree yeah. with and then i then i'm not acting in good faith in this conversation anymore like the ability for people to both be like let's just see where this goes and maybe it's not going to end where i like or you like but if it's if we're both being reasonable and acting in good faith then that's okay I think it's got to be that. I think if people come to it saying, yeah, I'll have a conversation, but it's just what I think and what I believe, and I'm not really going to hear otherwise. Sure. And the problem is a lot of people don't know that. They think they're acting the other way, but they're really yeah. not. And like that, that lack of self-awareness, I think is a problem. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Mike, this is awesome, man. I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you um, answering these impossible questions. I appreciate <laughs> you making it real too and talking about some real life stuff with you. I think that's something that's been missing from the show a little bit. So I'm glad we were able to do that today. So thanks a ton, man. I really appreciate Terry, it. Terry, thank you for having me, man. Keep doing your thing. I'll be listening. Yeah, all right, awesome.